I'm Vince Roca. Did he say Venti Mocha? And sitting in for special guest Michael Hutchinson is special guest Marty Bailey, as he's chuckling when I say special guest. Yes, I'm very special. Michael Hutchinson. Still not the short bus special, though. So. That used, that was the joke originally, was yeah. that uh, instead of the show being uh, Get Convinced, which uh, the the name came about before the show came about. Oh, yeah. And I just, like right now, I also own... Um, uh, invincible. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, I think you guys have been talking about Invincible.com, and I was trying to figure out what yeah. I could do with that. So at some point when I decided to podcast, I was like, hey, let's use this name. This, <laughs> you know, we could use it for that. But then it was just me. So uh, I thought it'd be funny to have, and then special guest with Michael Hutchinson, and it would just be that way yeah. forever. Um, but, um, you know, Michael doesn't live here anymore and hardly ever podcasts with me anymore. So I don't know. Do you I'm guys like, do stuff over the phone or anything? Like we that? were or supposed Skype to, but or... he's, he's never actually done yeah. it. So I'm not sure if I need to at this Is point. Is he ever like in one place at one time? He's always right. somewhere getting drunk somewhere. <laughs> right. So. so I'm thinking I might need to fire Michael. Probably. And, uh, then maybe it'll just be Vince with special guest question mark. There you go. Um, unless, uh, unless you make a run for well, I've done a couple of them with you. You've, you've done a few, yeah. yeah. You, you have I'm, a good I'm slate going. Although, I mean, you know, Michael does have probably sixty some episodes yeah, on you. Yeah, but it's Michael. But so, uh, yeah. yeah. So, what's new, man? Uh, fire, hot heat, um, hot, hot heat. Holy shit, dude! One hundred nine, eighty six last night at eleven o'clock at night. So yeah, isn't that crazy? It's it like, was in three o'clock in the morning. You get to wait for it to drop down to ninety. Yeah. Like, Woohoo. Yeah, eighty six. We can degrees. open the windows, yeah. yay! <laughs> like it's you know, and that's what's crazy. It's like three weeks ago I had windows open, and it's yeah. you know, in the last three weeks it's literally been tighten the fucking you know everything, you know, and yeah. uh, close everything up and just keep the fans going full blast. And it's still hot. You know, yeah. It's like it's yeah, it's wacky. It's it's really. I mean, we can talk about global warming or or whatever, but it's really not unusual to have triple digit days in july oh no no, no and no, even no. have yeah. you know yeah. 90 degrees at three o'clock in the morning yeah. um if this continues for several weeks yeah then you know that's unusual but yeah. uh you know i think uh i haven't looked at i think two, it's just two it's, old men talking about the weather and fires did you see yeah. that fire? i think it's just out of nowhere i mean that's that's the thing like about three or four weeks ago was actually kind of yeah so like, like the doom and gloom june or whatever they want to call it but by like, uh, it, within the next seven days, we drop from a hundred to ninety. Uh, yeah. So you know, ten degree drop, which and the nights will drop down to about sixty four degrees. Yeah. Back to normal, um, right? It's a normalcy. Hopefully, yeah. Um, yeah. That's the thing. I mean, when we have like a hundred degree day, as long as it's you know down to eighty around nine o'clock, yeah, uh, that's normal. You know, it's, yeah, it's pretty tolerable. Easy, but... Um, but when it's still 90 yeah. it's at like, you know, it's like vegas it's like, it's like when i lived in vegas it was just like you know you go to work you'd get up at four o'clock and go to work at five o'clock in the morning and it was like 104 and it was like this doesn't make any sense there's no sun there's no nothing and it's like 104 it's like what the now what i don't uh, understand uh i was talking to somebody else about this but uh our listeners don't care they're hearing this for the first time yeah. so why did i say that so yeah. why am i saying this things are getting so meta i'm talking to myself what is going on here so what i don't fully understand is um if you are out wandering around at night yeah. under the cover of dark and it's 90 degrees outside yeah. it is beautiful oh no it's amazing it is absolutely yeah. beautiful but if you sit down on if you sit down on your couch indoors and it's 90 oh, yeah. degrees it's, it is it's miserable, miserable. Yeah. 
Absolutely. How can you it's sit? The thing. How how come you can sit on patio furniture outside, ninety degrees, yeah. gorgeous, yeah. read a book, whatever, yeah. just beautiful. But you, as soon as you come indoors, something about the walls, mm-hmm. even if all the windows are open, it's just miserable. Yeah. It's like it's, it's a weird hot mental, and sticky yeah. and just it's a weird mental thing. Yeah, I, I think that's what it is, because when I plop down on the couch to watch TV, there's my mind triggers into this moment of, yeah. all right, this is what you're going to do. And then it goes, you're not comfortable. Um, well, you immediately, I think you immediately also flash back to if you're going to be watching TV or, you know, with you guys, mainly movies or YouTube, it's like that childhood, like you go to the movie theater and it's like 50 degrees in there. So you buy popcorn and you, you know, you buy food. So when you walk into a movie theater nine times out of 10, it's, you know, it's, it's freezing cold, uh, to, you know, to force right. you to, you know, get munchies and, you know, get comfortable. And then you're sitting at home and you're like, why isn't it 50 or 60 degrees right. here? Why isn't it cold here? You know, yeah. So it's very, uh, it's a mental game. Definitely. Um, so speaking of YouTube and watching TV, yeah. I watch Stranger Things. Oh my God! Please tell me. Okay. Did you finish it? Oh God, yeah. Yeah, I thought, uh, I thought the show and the journey was fantastic. Yeah. Um, it was very similar to uh, ET, like oh, yeah, over yeah, yeah. and over. You yeah. know, you talked about in our last podcast. Yeah. Uh, the throwback to the eighties, and and there was a ton of there was a lot of stuff that threw back to the eighties. Yeah. That the railroad track stand by me. Um, there was scene oh my god that scene like i mean i almost cried i mean it was just like beautiful you know it was but just a great scene to so much of it yeah was like et like this alternate yeah. version of et which isn't isn't bad yeah. it's not as if they copied et or or whatever i mean it no. very, but it, you know that movie even today that movie holds up and it has a lot of magic and yeah. it, it it feels it's 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 just a wonderful experience to yeah. watch et so sitting through St- Stranger Things is that yeah. you know kind of same experience. Yeah. Then, um, they, then they throw in like the 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 nineties and you know movies of today. You know, just here and there, a little Silent Hill and a little Insidious and um, yeah. I mean, obviously the directors, you know, and the people clearly, it. yeah, it's a, uh, brothers that yeah. Uh, are, I mean, they are clearly just love all all like PG thirteen PG. You know, sci-fi yeah. action movies. I mean, that's that's their bread and butter. So I'm happy to see the show got picked up for a second season. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm curious where it's going to go. They certainly ended it in such a way that you know you can. There's many places that they can go. Uh, but overall, story-wise, like when it was done, mm-hmm. I didn't have like this amazing true detective like oh no 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 feeling yeah, no, of no. completion. Yeah. It's, it's and had the se- had the show not picked up for a second season, I would have just been like, well, this blows like yeah. all right um yeah what else happens or what can happen or right you know, what you know where is this going and, and the thing is, is you want to know like it it doesn't really wrap up into a nice bow but it doesn't really cliffhanger right. you to be like i have to know what happens right. next so it, it is a standstill but at the same time yeah it just more. sort of fizzles yeah. out right there at the end and that doesn't make it bad it's totally you know it's worth watching and very enjoying the ride is very enjoyable yeah um it's one of the few it's one of the few shows when it ends like that i was like very happy with the ending but then i'm like sitting there like walking dead or game of thrones like fuck and now i have to wait till whenever netflix you know gets another what yeah nine episode you know you're like sitting there like eight the first oh my god is this gonna be a year thing is it gonna be like house of cards where you literally wait 10 months for like the next you know uh episodes or next series or whatever now like house of cards uh 
each episode is nearly a cliffhanger. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. Like, I, I just mean the the waiting, you know, the waiting process. Uh, Heroes. Like did you ever watch too. Heroes? I did not. Watch, I watched like one or two episodes of Heroes. Didn't didn't. Right. Bleh, Heroes did was brilliant at the cliffhanger, and uh, um, House of Cards is very much that way. Yeah. Like if you're if we're watching House of Cards, it's almost best to stop in the middle of the episode. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, then yeah. to try to stop at the end. Yeah, like and the we used to do that with show, uh, yeah. um, uh, Heroes. Heroes all the time. We would we would watch the first twenty minutes of yeah. the episode, and then that's where we would stop. Yeah, and basically, it yeah. It's on. like after that thirty minute, you, you see the arc is just like okay, this show is kind of over, and right. then it's really now we're in, in yeah. what's going to happen in the next show or the next show or Stranger Things, however. Um, it, it Stranger Things feels like an eight-hour movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like each oh. episode doesn't have mm-hmm. this full-on. Arc yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely one. Um, I uh, <laughs> one of the weird or one of the things, not a spoiler, but uh, the little girl they dressed her up. They put her in that blonde wig and they yeah. dressed her up, and uh, because <laughs> they were like, "You're gonna stick out like a sore thumb," and they put that blonde wig on her. And Deanna and I are looking at each other, going, "She's gonna stick out now." Yeah. <laughs> like before, she just looks like a boy. Yeah. And I found that amusing that everybody like immediately knew that that was a little girl. Yeah. Like, no, it's a boy. Yeah. It's totally it a boy strange. until yeah, it, it opens very, its very... mouth. That's a boy. Yeah. Like when they were trying to get back into the school. Oh, she'll be noticed. No, she won't. No. They'll just go. Oh, four boys walked by. No. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it was so funny because like when they put the 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 wig and the in the dress and everything on her, it was like I I actually in my mind was thinking. Why don't they just dress her like a boy? Just put jeans and a t-shirt on, and she'll walk with them, but and she'll blend in with them. Like, oh, it's just another nerd. The know, wig nerdy. and the dress is a direct throwback to ET. Oh no, 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 wears, no, 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 absolutely. Wears the no. blonde wig and the dress. No, I absolutely understand that, but I was just like, you know. But that was the point where I was like, I think you're pushing a little too hard with this, you know, with these <laughs> ET references. Like, yeah. Oh, no, I, 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 I the, could tell uh, that, I could tell that they were having fun, and not once. <laughs> midgen of a second was i thinking like they were making fun or anything like that they were just having a blast there's a know. point where the boy uh pretends to be sick just like elliot does in et oh yeah, that was, um, yeah that was you know cool. although he doesn't the thermometer doesn't go in his mouth yeah but uh he <laughs> pretends to be sick and i turned to deanna and i was just like are we gonna cut to a shot of the girl in the closet surrounded by stuffies right, so <laughs> like yeah. is that what's next yeah pretty much um but yeah. it, it's it's a fun, fantastic show. Totally worth watching. And like Matthew Modine is like really creepy, which you know I don't think he's really done that much of. And I haven't seen him in a long time. Obviously, I mean probably nobody has. Um, but he was really good. I thought he was. Really, Wasn't he really in good. Gattaca? No. Who was the guy in Gattaca? Who am I that's thinking? That's Jude of? Law and uh, the Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke, that's yeah. what I'm thinking of, Ethan Hawke. But Ethan yeah. Hawke has kind of taken the, mm-hmm. those roles. Yeah, like Ethan Hawke and Matthew like Modine are interchangeable. Yeah. yeah, back in the 80s and 90s, you know, Matthew Modine would have done a lot. And then it was just like out of nowhere, he was kind of off the yeah. map or whatever. Um, but yeah, he was good. And, and uh, Winona Ryder was like, I don't know. Yeah, Winona she Ryder. She was so freaking wacky good. She, yeah, she hit it out of the park. But to, to me, like the sheriff, I mean, I don't know the, the guy. The sheriff, was, I don't know I who think, he is either. Yeah, but he's yeah, a character he was, actor, he's he been fantastic. in this and that, but... I think I don't ever recall seeing him in anything before this, and I you would, I didn't, you would notice him I didn't other, recognize him, but I thought I thought he was. You great. would probably notice him in other things. It just depends on what you see, but uh, the yeah, acting, the directing, was... the kids, everything is on point. Yeah. The the interleaving of the nineteen eighties or nineteen eighty three and the kids' world of play to what's happening yeah. in the real world is just brilliant yeah. and fantastic. Yeah. 
Um, there's a lot about it that's great. Um, that being said, I won't spoil anything, but just like uh, Super 8, which is Super 8 is one of my yeah. favorite films. But when you get down there to the end, there's a few holes that are just like, mm, and this yeah. happens with sci-fi so yeah. much. Uh, where I'm like, well, it wouldn't really work out that yeah. way, but all well, it's right. always a great. It's always a great setup. You know, it's always a great, you know, oh, what if? And then, unfortunately, sometimes they show the, the if, and you're like, no, that didn't work. Like, Maybe that's like war why. Games, like War Games, uh, it, to me, is a huge example where my sister was actually pissed that things didn't blow up. I remember vividly, like, mm-hmm. seeing that movie because it came out in, like, 83 or 84, and I saw it with her and a bunch of, you know, her friends and everything, and she was actually upset, like, that part of the world didn't blow up. And I'm like, well, you know, come on. The world's not going to blow up. I wonder you if... Know, especially uh, in the 80s, you know, 80s movies. You know, it's all the threats and the edge of your seat, you know, scare, but it's not going to blow up. Twilight Zone uh, was fantastic. Like, it was 21 minutes of setup and then one minute of yeah. punchline and out. Yeah. And maybe that's the formula because mostly sci-fi... I, as Typically, I don't dig sci-fi movies. Mm-hmm. Um and it may have to do with that in that once the reveal happens in the third act, I find that most of them for me fall apart in that third yeah. act where I just go, ah, oh, come on, yeah. man. Like yeah. this doesn't work. Yeah. Oh, it's fucking from the, the entire time he's been from outer space or yeah. you're kidding. Like whatever that, that sort yeah. of crap. But the setup, like I remember, you remember that HBO show, John from Cincinnati? No. Oh, I don't know. You, we, it only it ran one season huh. and got canceled. Uh, it ended up around the Sopranos finale. Oh, okay, no, yeah. And I, th- I think it was one of the products of people so pissed off about the Sopranos finale yeah. that they refused to watch anything on HBO. Right. Um, speaking of which, let's segue into something a little <laughs> more. People are pissed off. Um, the Bernie or Bust crowd getting yeah. a lot of static. Sarah Silverman talked about them. Yeah. Uh, the idea of uh, if I can't have Bernie, then yeah. I'm not voting for her. So we'll end up with that guy. Yeah, <laughs> it never made. It's not making any sense to me whatsoever. Uh, it's a lot of insanity. I don't, How I don't, do I connect that? <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. What was, was I good, talking good, about? I don't know. It was I was talking idea. about um, was, Twilight Zone segue. and movies. How did I even make that segue? I can't even remember what the hell I made that segue. Because nothing's going to happen with Bernie. So I mean, People, there's, there's, uh, there's your ending. That's the ending to the Bernie, you know, thing. It's he's going to go back to his day job and life will go on. Oh, I disagree. Bernie uh, has certainly shown himself to be such a powerhouse that now he is a public figure, a public speaker. Yeah. Uh, he, I wouldn't, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if when everything came down, Hillary didn't appoint him to something. Um, and that may be why yeah. Bernie got up and, you know, said, pledged his delegates. He did not pledge his delegates. Well, he, he doesn't have delegates to pledge. Yeah. He has uh, 1800. He kept all of them. No, he doesn't. Yeah. He had 1886 or whatever delegates. He did not pledge that. He pledged that he's the loser that he lost. He did not get the 2,300 and something right. or whatever. So he personally, like his team or whatever said, he endorsed you know, Hillary. Whatever. Endorsed. That's, I mean, that's the word I was looking for. Yeah, He endorsed Hillary and uh, maybe that's so at some point there's going to be a cabinet position or something for him. Uh, certainly his age will uh, prevent him from becoming a president. Uh, well, I mean, when she in wins four, in four to eight years, depends on what she can do old. in four and possibly eight. If she wins, she's going to end up with the eight. I mean, unless she, I don't know. unless she fucks something up. I, mean, I don't know. Because yet again, it's just like I don't see other Democrats or other Republicans, you know, 
you know, Ted Cruz in four years is not going to be any different, you know. So. Right, which is why I figure that she's going to. No, that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, unless, unless there's like some, you know, uh, again, some magical, mythical, you know, Republican out there that nobody really knows about or whatever that grows into it. And that's the kind of stuff that happens. I mean, you know, it's like you get on this stage and you see what these people go through. In uh, and, what year was it? Uh, I mean, that's what, like even what Obama was talking about last year. It was like, you know. When, uh, when, he, when he first spoke there, when eight years ago, when R- Obama uh, was elected, mm-hmm. they after they always go to uh, during the debates, they go to the Republican rebuttal and the mm-hmm. Democrat rebuttal or whatever at, at whatever point is it during the debates. When the hell do they do that anyway? Yeah, um, yeah, it's during the actual, uh, not the primary debates, but the actual debates at the end. They right. get a statement from the Republican Party and the Democratic Party. Well, eight years ago when uh, Obama was up, when they went to the Republican Party, they went to this fantastically groomed, well-poised guy named Mark Rubio from Florida. And I believe had the Republicans put all their eggs in that Hispanic from Florida's well-spoken basket. Uh, I think the maid's here. The uh, the dog's going crazy. The Republicans would have probably taken this election from Hillary, Um, but uh, they they broke it up into twenty candidates, which was absurd for the party to even allow to begin with. Yeah, over twenty people are. I mean, when you when you actually have a Republican debate. And you have to do it in two different debates. It's ridiculous. There's so yeah, many there's, people there's up. ten on each. None of that made any sense to me. You, and you, none of just, that made any they sense. They killed their party. Now, uh, Nick Cannon, um, who, former what, husband of uh, Mariah, Carey. Mariah Carey and uh, host of uh, America's, Got America's Got Talent. Yeah, he believes his conspiracy theory is that Trump is in on it to get Hillary elected. Yeah. Oh no. There's a, there's a lot of that since day one. A lot. I mean, a lot. Which of I that. hope is true. Well, I mean, but but that's the thing. That's what is so bizarre that he's out there now. Of course, I mean, the last few months, saying all these negative things about her, and it's just like, well, when when Bill and her, you know, when they moved to New York, you hooked them up. You've been best friends with you know that family for thirty years, right? So like, and it's like so many Republicans they're like blind to that. They're like, oh fuck Hillary, and oh she's the devil, and blah blah, and listen to Trump, and you're like. Right, I did listen to Trump. Right, Tr- Trump got him a fucking apartment. Right, you know, twenty years ago and thirty years ago, like when they were moving out of Arkansas and you know moving on to other places, Trump was like, "Yeah, you should move to either Jersey or New York or Florida, and I have a house for you. I have an apartment." For, you know, so it's like these people have been friends forever, and it's like a lot of it doesn't make any sense. And now it's like you know on this whole attack Hillary thing, it's just like, well, he has to do it, of course, for the base. But then you're like. Aren't you guys, like, friends? You know, it's like, uh, I, I don't get it. You know, the whole thing doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, he, a long time ago, he there was a quote that he said she would be a fantastic president. Oh, no, absolutely. So, I mean, hopefully, that's like, it doesn't make any sense. It's hopefully like, yeah, that's the case, whatever. because uh, I, 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 I can't imagine America with Well, Trump the thing is, is, and it's so funny, too, it's like when you watch the actual news... And everybody says, oh, it's the liberal news people. Oh, it's the liberal. You know, it's like that's all a bunch of hogwash. It's like the ratings and the polls and everything going on right now for the, you know, from from what the Republican convention was last week. I mean, they dropped like 25%. Mm -hmm. So it's just like 
I don't understand how a lot of people are saying, uh, not even Fox News. I mean, this is like MSNBC last night. It's like, oh, this is like still too close to call. But I'm like, he just lost 25% last week of his own base. You know, Laura Bush has actually come out against him. I mean, that's the Bush family. Is <laughs> actually, that, like, privately, you can do whatever. Right. That's the thing, especially in politics. Everybody's private. Everybody's like, oh, it's my, you know, it's my decision. It's my choice. It's my vote, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, that's usually how it is. And it's very politically correct when you're the Bush family. You're not going to say anything. You people just assume you're the Bush family. You've been Republican forever. You're going to go that route. And even like last night, Bloomberg, like a multi-billionaire from New York, just fucking called him out. You know, just bitch slapped him on, you know, live TV. And you're like, damn. Mm -hmm. Like, that was like crazy. Like, I was watching that, and I was kind of in shock. What did Bloomberg say? Oh, he was just like he's a con, you know he's he's a con man and you know he, he's you know Bloomberg's like I don't I'm think from he's New a con man he's a salesman he's like I'm from New York and I know what a con is I mean that was like one of his not quotes. a con he's a oh, salesman he's a, con. He, he's a scumbag he's 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 pure. He's, a, he's a salesman yeah but he doesn't sell anything so that's a con man no well a con anyway. man no a con is uh, tricking you is is yeah. selling you something and that then doesn't exist not Trump University yeah. his condos. His golf well, courses, okay. his buildings, Look, his, you know, everything. Every single thing that he's done, he has conned people out no, of No, no, no. There is a Trump Tower. There are plenty of Trump golf courses. Many things got built. He, he is involved in a lot of different businesses. I don't think he's a fantastic businessman. No, by no means. By no means am I saying that. No. But his company is, is involved with a lot of different businesses. And, yeah, some are not going to turn out well. It, do I think that he had a direct hand in Trump University? No, I think he sits at a fucking big desk eating, you know, taco salads made by Mexicans and says tremendous a lot. I think he he's part of a machine yeah. that he doesn't. Agree with that. He's a figurehead and he doesn't necessarily know what's going on. And he probably gets involved with the things that interest him. It, it, his company's huge. So... If he feels like he wants to be interested in what the foyer is going to look like of the new Trump gardens in Atlanta, that's probably what he pays attention to. Right. Does he have any idea what color the bedspreads are going to be in that hotel? No, no clue. Does he have any idea how the fire sprinklers are going to run? No, <laughs> but the big glass sculpture of his head that's in the lobby, he's paid attention to. Right. So, you know, you're going to pay for and he's probably it's almost like government. I mean, we often we blame uh, Trump or even our local, even our mayor for things that have happened, things that have gone on. What happens? Uh, Well, this is a great example. And it's what's currently happening. Yeah. A cop kills a black guy. The police chief is responsible. Right. More likely, the police chief has never even met that officer. Right. Like, okay, at some graduation or function, they were in the same place at the same time. Yeah. But it's not the police chief's fault when. When Reginald Denning was beat to death, or well, he wasn't beat to death, but when he was beat, Almost. <laughs> uh, it wasn't Daryl Gates's fault directly. Daryl Gates took a dive because of a lot of crap and a lot of policies that were going on in, yeah, in the LAPD yeah. that needed to change and were not right. right. I mean, Daryl Gates, I'm not defending him to say that he was the you know picture-perfect police chief. Yeah. But he had no idea that these guys were beating up, uh, mm. not Reginald Denny, Rodney King, uh, were beating up Rodney King. He, you know, he's not out there. He doesn't know what's what's going on in the street. It's not directly his fault. So I, I, Trump is the same. Now that in mind, why would you elect a guy who doesn't know what's going on with anything in his Absolutely. company? Yeah. 
And furthermore, has zero political experience. Yes. And furthermore, has two ex-wives and five children by three baby mamas. Right. Would we you know have elected no, a we know black of. guy yeah. if if no. if Obama walked out no. and introduced his five children from three baby mamas? Would that guy have gotten the elected? The Democrats wouldn't even have put him out there. So, I mean, all <laughs> the, they know, like even Democrats no, aren't going to vote. Yeah, for and uh, all the even way our down, base, our base is going to be like, um, yeah, no, you're a great guy, but no, there is there is nothing. No, the guy does not have a single qualification no. to be president of the United States. Um, there, it, it's 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 ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It is it is absolutely yeah, ridiculous. Mind boggling. Um, so, but, but it, it goes to show that about thirty or forty percent of this country right now um, are overlooking uh, and don't even care, like the the hatred and the racism and the sexism that's going on. In the Republican Party, it's like I have a lot of Republican friends, and they're just like, oh, whatever, this, that, or the other." And I'm like, "I don't understand, you know, because it's like you you call yourself a Christian, but then you're okay with people saying this thing about black people. You're you're saying that it's okay to say this about gay people or whatever. It's just like, no, none of this is right, and this is your party, this is your political party on on this particular subject, and what is being said and what is being done." is just cra- absolutely crazy. I mean, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Um, so hopefully they don't vote. Hopefully they, you know, it's like, well, I'm not going to vote for Hillary, so I'm not just going to vote. I'm hoping and I'm thinking that that's going to happen to a lot of people. Well, part of the thing is... Because I know that Laura Bush will... I guarantee you the Bush family will not go to that voting booth and, and vote for a Clinton. I no. know that to be true. But then again, I highly doubt that they'll even go vote. But So that's what I'm hoping. That'll trickle down to a whole the, shitload of the people. The problem is, is that you have... You have Republicans who are dedicated to their base, yeah. dedicated to the party no matter what. Yeah. So they are out there supporting Trump. And you have Republicans that hate Hillary so much. Yeah. So they're out there supporting Trump. And you have Republicans who just want to cause a stir and stick it to the system. So yeah. they're supporting Trump. And most of these people, when push comes to shove, realize that the tr- that Trump is not the right person. But they get out there and they support him, right? And then buck tooth fucking idiot from you know Wyoming sees these people, starts to vote for Trump, and they don't know any better, right? So then at the end of the day, Trump wins, um, and that's I mean that's the but that's fear. what I'm saying. What I'm what I'm thinking and what I'm hoping for is what I'm you know of course I'm like reading things into the polls and everything. I'm not reading things into the polls. It's like I don't understand all the polls. All the polls don't, you know, don't actually matter or work um, for like what I'm about to say. But I really, truly believe that when you have this many Republicans, you know, big Republicans or whatever, that are so like so against Trump or whatever, I just see that that's actually going to trickle down to a bunch of people like, oh, we're not going to vote this year. We're not crazy about Hillary, but it's not enough, not enough, you know. Uh, hatred or, uh, you know, going against the Democrat for them to actually, you know, get up that Monday or Tuesday to go vote. So that's what I'm thinking is. But if the little people vote. So I'm thinking about 10 or 15 percent of the people that voted last time aren't going to vote this time. I honestly think that's going to happen. I mean, that that could hurt Hillary. No, no. I mean, that's no that. No, the the Republican side, not the 10 or 15 people across the board. Yeah. But if the people like Mitt Romney, literally, if they just don't, if they realize that Trump isn't the right candidate, but they don't go out and vote. 
then they don't vote for Hillary. And if the buck tooth fuckers vote for uh, no, no, Trump, that, then Trump gets all those but I don't votes. Think, I don't think Historically, those buck tooth fuckers, those white buck tooth fuckers yeah. do go to the poll. Yeah. Historically, the minorities who would be on the Democratic side don't go to the poll. So if the smart Republicans don't, don't go right. and the, the minority Democrats don't right. go, what do you end up with? You end 50, up with Trump as president. 5149 somebody. You end up with Trump as no. president. You don't end no. up with Hillary. No. Um, yeah, uh, no, it, no, it's, it, it is, it is really like, this is like the most bizarre thing because, uh, as Vince probably has, I'm, I'm assuming here, I have friends from all over the world. Like I've worked with people, uh, Norway and Sweden being, you know, the top of the list and a lot of their posts to each other. And I'm like, I'm friends with them on Facebook or, you know, um, you know, the Twitters and the, you know, all the social media or whatever. And they're like confused, so it's like they're almost like they don't even know how to joke about it. They're like they're they're confused about it because their their thought process in most of Europe and their the thought process I'm assuming again in most of Asia or whatever is kind of like the cream of the crop, not the best, but the cream of the crop usually rises. So Hillary is probably not the best, possibly Bernie is. We don't know that. I don't know that. Who knows what Bernie would do in office or whatever. But Trump is definitely not the cream of the crop when it comes to the Republican Party. No. So a lot of people across the board are really fucking confused. And I'm getting actual emails and text messages. And like I said, there's a bunch of shit on Facebook who are just like, they're not even horrified. They're just confused. And I'm like, well, I'm more horrified than confused because it's just like, it doesn't make any sense. You know, it's like I've never under, you know, I've never ever in my entire life, the way I was raised by my parents and I love them to death, I've never understood hating somebody for who you know who they are like that's a mexican he's mexican who gives a shit right that's a gay person like you know gay people around me every day in my entire life don't have a problem with them whatsoever right because because it was just like i never saw them differently i never really you know and it's like even like when i was, I was a kid and a teenager and i went to church i never understood that even the stuff that's in the bible is just like it never really like you're not supposed to point fingers and hate these people. Right. Like, so like even like that, that kind of Christian right, you know, the right wing, you know, is just like, oh, we hate gay people and lesbians and how dare they go in the bathroom. And I'm like, where do you get this stuff? Like, I just don't, I've never understood that. And that's why I don't, you know, I don't understand Trump and I don't understand some of the people that spoke like Scott Bayo of all people. And like these people, like the way <laughs> they were, in charge, they, yeah. <laughs> but like the way that they were speaking was America sucks and because we have to make it great and no but it's like america sucks because all these mexicans and muslims and gay people and you're like that that's kind of doesn't make any sense like i don't understand that concept i've never understood that you know um that that, that mind process you know it's just like i don't you know i don't get it it's uh i i, I don't know and that's kind of like why i'm always on i guess have been on more of like the liberal side of things or like the middle of the road kind of things. Uh, that's why I like Bill Clinton so much. Bill Clinton to me was like just probably one of the best progressive in the middle of the road presidents we ever had. Uh, I, I found this to be interesting. The GOP currently holds 248 out of the 440 seats in the House. Yeah. That's a majority. 54 out of the 100 seats in the Senate. Yeah. That's a majority. 31 out of 50 governors are Republican, majority. 70 out of 99 state legislate, legislative chambers, 
four out of eight justices are appointed to this uh, were appointed to the Supreme Court by Republicans. Mm-hmm. I uh, just thought it was worth noting that the party complaining the most about where the country is headed seems to have its hands all over the steering wheel. Yeah. But they don't see that. They don't They don't notice that. They don't care um, because of Fox News and because of... Yeah, Fox News has been a detriment to the... I'm not going to just like... I'm not pointing fingers just to Fox News. But it's like, I am. Hold on. But like Carl Rove and the people that are ahead or in charge of the Republican base or whatever, they have brought out that mentality where it's like you look at the Democratic base, you know, whoever's in charge or whatever, it's like, yeah, of course there is a Carl Rove in the Democratic process, but they're never sitting there like, oh, by the way, we hate Mexicans. Oh, we're going to hate Mexicans for the next six months. Right. And, oh, these Muslim terrorists. All terrorists are Muslim. And you're like, yep, yep. Uh, for the next year, all Muslims are, right. we have to hate them and we have to kick them out of the world. And you're just like, then you look over on the Democratic side and it's kind of like, yeah, I go to 7-Eleven or Starbucks or a gas station or do whatever. And it's probably a Muslim person. I don't know them personally or whatever, but they seem friendly and they're pretty. Oh, that's right. That's America. They're working. They're right. the working class. They're doing something for their family. You know, and by the way, there's two billion Muslims in mm-hmm. the world right now. Almost three. It's like roughly two and a half billion Muslims out there. So that to me never has made any sense, too. So it's just kind of like, okay, there's a lot of them out there. A couple thousand are horrible human beings and don't need to be alive anymore. Right. But that goes with Christians and that right. goes with right. Buddhists and that goes with atheists and that goes with the agnostic. Like, there's always the bad apples. Like right. the cops. You just said, you know, oh, there's a cop out there, you know, shoots a kid. Is that all cops? Hell, fuck no. Because right now, like, I'm in the San Fernando Valley at Vince's house while we're doing this podcast. And in this valley, there's like 40,000 cops that work here. Just right here. Mm-hmm. And it's not even that big or whatever. I would say 39,300 of them are probably kick-ass, unbelievably cool people. Right. There's probably seven or 800 of them that are scumbags. Right, that are pieces of shit. Yeah. But that's what happens with any organization. Any, yeah. that Any organization of any kind. You get 10 people. There's always going to be one or two that you're like, who the fuck are these people and how they get in this room? Right. That's fucking life. You know, and it's like there's some Democrats out there like that. How the fuck is he Democrat? Or how is she Democrat? You know, it's like this doesn't even make sense what they're saying. Right. And you're like. That just happens. You know, that, I mean, that's just, you know, that's what goes on in our society, the way that we, you know, we have been set up here. I feel like, what do you think of uh, of Trump's VP pick? Oh, it's a joke. Pence. I mean, it's, you know, it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen before. I feel like the whole reason was because every time I look at the bumper sticker, it to me, it says Trump penis. Yeah. I mean, it's Pence, P-E-N-C-E, yeah. but no matter what. Yeah. I see Trump penis. Yeah. This is all I see yeah. on that bumper sticker. And being Trump a Be- penis. Being a Beavis and Butthead, you know, fanatic, it was like the first meme I saw, of course, was, you know, you know, TP from my bunghole. And I almost threw up laughing so hard. Oh, see, I'm a fan of uh, Beavis and Butthead, but I thought I went to super, I think it's super bad. Um, he puts it, I, when I saw it, I was like, oh, he puts his T in his P, which is yeah. usually, it was, he puts his P in his V. But the two letters <laughs> that were, put, he puts his P in her V yeah. is the whole whole uh, <laughs> bit that they do. Yeah. But I just was like, I, and I guess because the logo, that initial logo had the T inside the P. Yeah. And I was like, oh, he puts the T in the P. And then I look at the, the, yeah. the words. And even though my brain I look at his last name by itself. I know it says Pence. Right. But as soon as I step back and look at Trump what? over it, I see Trump penis. Yeah. No matter what, I see Trump yeah. penis. Yeah. 
And I'm just he like, is this is this really part of the whole yeah, scheme he of even care making like this whole, joke, yeah. like sending you know? this home? Yeah. I, I, Nick Cannon might be right. This might be the greatest scheme to get a woman elected to put. What other way are you going to get people to vote for a woman than to put up the most vile piece of shit ever? Yeah. Who, That's... by the way, will survive this. This is the craziness. Like, you oh, and yeah. I are talking about, yeah. you know, all, how fucked up Trump is. But five years from now, NBC will run another television show with him and yeah. we'll sit down and go, dude's entertaining. Well, <laughs> like, no, that's what it is. No, but that's the thing. He is entertaining. <laughs> He's an entertainer. And that, I mean, that that's fine and everything. But like you said a few minutes ago, there's not one thing, not one iota of qualification to run something like the president of the United States. Because it's not like one person. Like, that's why Obama's speech last night was just brilliant. And it's like, it's Obama was president and everything, but like, it's the American people. You know, it's like the presidency is not one person. You don't look at one person. It is, you know, it's a bigger thing than that. And Trump, you know, it's, it's all about Trump because, you know. Speaking of a bigger thing. Because he's an entertainer and that's, that's perfectly fine for <laughs> that part of the, you know, part of his world. Speaking of a bigger thing, um, yes. people need to whip out their maps on their phones mm. and zoom out mm. and really take a look at how small and insignificant the landmass of the United oh, States yeah. is. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, we have – our country has 350 or so million people. Uh, if you look at the populations of other places like China, 350 million people is not a lot. No. Um, if we four, were to, four of their main cities. If we were to go to a hand, hand-to-hand combat war with Anybody. many countries, yeah. Russia, uh, we would lose. Yeah. What makes us a superpower? Also, if you look at our, you know, gross national uh, product or gross national, what is it? The exports and imports. Yeah. Um, we're not, you know, we're not even we're not on, on the, the top map 20 anymore. Yeah, we are a third world country. Yeah. We are a very small la- landmass, and we don't have that many people. What we do have is a lot of weapons. And that's, a lot of weapons and a lot of ego. A, a lot of ego. But yeah. that's what makes us strong is a lot of weapons. Now, you put somebody in charge of our little country with our few people who, has, who pisses other yeah. people off, there's going to be a problem. Right. And if someone – I'm not saying that Trump would have the power to fire on another country – but Trump has the mouth to piss another country off to fire on us, and then we fire back. Right, of course. And our little, tiny, insignificant landmass, and I zoom out, and we are small. Our country is, uh, Canada is bigger than us. Mexico well, is Brazil, bigger than us. Well, Brazil is like 90% of I think our Mexico. landmass. South take, take America out. is bigger no, than but us. Like Canada Brazil. is bigger than us. Brazil is like, I mean, take out Alaska and Hawaii, of course, but like our landmass, like you said. Our landmass is small. Yeah. Like we are in, so. The idea that we are like this big thing that matters mm-hmm. is not true. No. Like to most countries, they don't give a shit who the president, not anymore. Is, who the uh, president the of America thing, is. The last twenty years, or the United States is, yeah. uh, and that doesn't matter. But you have to really take into consideration that those other countries do give a shit if you piss them off, right. if you do things that piss them off, and if you disgrace them. Yeah. And it's not even like the people, uh, you know, uh, China, who we have a good relationship, um, you know, notoriously must save face. Like, it's not necessarily that the actual population gives a shit if the president insults their leader, but the leader does. Yeah. And the leader can't allow, you know, uh, fucking 
uh, what's his name? Korea, North Korea. Jung Young. Yeah, Jung Young Kim, whatever. Kim Jong. Um, You know, Kim Jong, you know, wouldn't stand for those types of insults. Now, he doesn't have the power yet uh, because certainly he would fire back. A motherfucker's crazy. Um, But thankfully, China would take them out. But this is, I mean, this is the situation that we're looking at. You know, Russia and Putin and. So no, it's some scary fucking shit where people don't even realize. Like the I'm not of one things. of these people that's like Bernie or bust or Trump becomes president and I'm you know leaving the country. Uh, you know Trump becomes president, I I'm staying here, but I I think we're fucked. Yeah, yeah. major uh, fuck. Yeah, worse than Bush, a hundred times worse than Bush. I mean, just because toast, like so. at least Bush, like at least his people or whatever had ideas and plans and thought processes. You know, obviously to make rich people richer, and that's about as far as it went. But Trump when Bush is, spoke, if he said something wrong, you could just pass it off as stupidity. Right. He was I, a C, he was a C student. He was a beer right. drinker, and he would sit there and and say like, "Well, today the Wall Street did okay." It's like, no, we were down two hundred points. Well, that's okay. Right. Let's have a that's beer. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but Trump is like, we were down two hundred points. Trump would be like, "No, this is a great day. We're a great country. This is, this tremendous, is the greatest tremendous, ever. This tremendous, is tremendous." tremendous. And we're, you're like, "We're rebuilding." It's no, a, this is not good. Two hundred yeah. points or three hundred points, like. That's right there. Ten thousand people are out of work. You fucking idiot. You know it's like he doesn't understand anything. You know even the stuff that comes out of his mouth, because now he is, of course, even though he said in a press conference that you know uh, Putin needs to help him do stuff. Then the same day he's like, I've never talked to Putin before. Yeah. <laughs> and then like an hour later he's like, I've never met Putin before. And then like two hours later, he's just like, well, if there's any Russian hackers out there, you know, that can really take down Hillary, you know, please, you know, do it, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, okay, you just wish washed. You just literally just went back and forth the same fucking day, you know, on this thing. And it just that kind of stuff is so fucking dangerous and so fucking scary. The comment aside from the wish washing, the comment alone to be advocating cyber terrorism against our own people. Right. Is against the law. I, it not, not only is no, it against like the law, but it's just fucking illogical. Yeah. Like, yeah. you a moron? It, yeah. It's, you know, it's because, okay, so I went down to 7-Eleven and the guy shortchanged me a quarter. Right. So then I go out there and I say, you know, I think what they did to those towers in New York, some some good terrorist should take out the 7-Eleven. Right. No, you no. don't fucking like you they shortchanged you. Yeah, you shortchanged you a quarter. You just yeah. don't fucking go back. Right. Um, right. And you go back and you can jokingly or passively, aggressively say, here's the extra quarter that you stole last time. I'm just going to give you another one now. And then you just fucking walk out. But no. So, yeah. Enough of politics. What else, man? What else is going on? What's Um, new with you? Did you you go to a convention or? That's this weekend. Oh, it's this weekend. That's what I've been getting ready for. Monster Fearalooza. No. What is it called? Midsummer Scream. Midsummer Scream. Monster Fearalooza not until September. uh, I said Monster Fearalooza. Uh, where is uh Long Beach, California? Wait a minute, Monster Palooza is in September. Son of, oh, son of! I was gonna yeah. say because we just had it, so, yeah, I, so there are two. Yeah, um, Monster Palooza is now in Pasadena, which is ginormous. Right, son of Monster Palooza is one of those things. Like there wasn't another convention, so the guy Elliot who runs Monster Palooza, uh-huh. he was just like, well, I make so much money from this one, sure, might as well, you know, yeah, absolutely. In six months, do another one. Um, and another company came in and another you know another group or whatever called Scarelay and Scarelay has been around for like 3 or 4 years they've branched off or split up i don't really know the the politics or the background or whatever but some of the people that were with Scarelay 
are running Midsummer Scream. Mm-hmm. And so the Midsummer Scream thing is this weekend. And uh, where is it? Is it in Anaheim or Long Beach? Long Convention Beach Convention Center. Center. Yeah. Um, so that's where I'll be tomorrow setting up, and then all day Saturday and all day Sunday, and then asleep all day Monday. Is the show open uh, tomorrow or is it open Saturday? Uh, Saturday Sunday. Okay, so they don't yeah. do a, a Friday night thing. No, so you guys no, yeah. have tomorrow to set up. Yeah. Uh, what do you got? A ten by ten booth there. Ten by ten. Right on. Just you know, got more grid wall stuff and uh, you know. More toys and crazy shit to put up to scare the hell out of people. And what was when was your last event? Uh, We had one like about a month ago, but it was kind of weird. Just it was at the Ventura Theater, so that was just like a kind of. And we like we broke even. We didn't lose any money or anything. But it was we've never really worked with like the grid wall system, so it was like it was like our first setup. So it was kind of perfect. It it worked out really great to figure out. Are you renting a booth? Do you rent like the grid wall and whatever? No, 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 no. We bought. The, I mean, that's all bought and I mean, oh, okay. bought and paid for. But like, we, you know, where are you going to put it? You know, it's like in your bedroom. It's like, it, it's it's stuff to set up an actual booth, uh, or in a store. I mean, or whatever. But we don't have a physical store. You know, it's all. When you store. say grid wall, you the wire, yeah. those uh, the square wire yeah. things, and then you three put inch, the yeah, all you that put the hooks stuff. on it. Yeah, three so, inch wire. Setting it up. So how know, many panels did you buy? Uh, Fifteen. You know, How big is your booth? Ten by ten, so it's like five, five, five. Each 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 grid is two by six. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's two right. feet and then six. I mean, most people do like two by eight, so they can yeah. do like a big shelf. I, top I'm familiar like, with four by eight grid. So when you said yeah, 15, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's four by eight. Like, yeah, yeah. Holy that's, crap, man! That's for like retail. You yeah, know, yeah, it's a little bit different. Okay. Yeah, that's like a wall. You know. Um. So. Uh, your Saturday and Sunday, you'll be down there hawking wares, and right. what's the name of this thing again? Midsummer Scream. Okay, and Long Beach Convention Center. <laughs> uh, have you done it before? Have you done this one before? Uh, no this this will be our very first major holy shit couple of thousand people event. So okay, like nervous, but like a good nervous, and it's kind good. of like just tomorrow needs to be here because uh-huh. it's just like everything's packed, everything's ready. You know, it's just like okay, well, let's get down there and. Uh, our setup is at like three o'clock in the afternoon. Hopefully, it'll be done six or seven, seven, eight, whatever. Now, will you be trading uh, DVDs for boobs? Uh, no, that was not. That is not what we do. What you did uh, for your company uh, many, many, many years ago in Las Vegas. Yeah, over it's... a decade ago, I think. Holy shit, yeah, it's crazy, crazy, right? Yeah. I used to. Uh, we used to have a, a video company, and we would go to uh, the Consumer Electronics Show. And uh, girls that were roaming around, there was a lot of porn stars because it was a porn show, uh, and they would roam around, and we would trade them videos for you know it flashes their boobs. <laughs> it was crazy. I can't believe it. Was tits like, for tapes. God, I can't believe it's like twelve. <laughs> tits or for years tapes. Ago. That's what it was. <laughs> it's unbelievable how yeah. long ago that was. So you're not going to be doing that, huh? No, no. That's this is you know kids under twelve are free, so I don't think that would be. <laughs> I don't think that would be you know. They probably know what they are, but you know, but no, that's uh. I would hope at twelve yeah. I knew. Yeah. Well, we know that you you knew. Uh, Didn't you know at twelve? Probably. You had to have known really at twelve, care. right? I don't know. I'm one of the few males. I don't really. I didn't really give a shit. Like, eh, someday. Oh no. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, I know. We've already had these discussions, yeah. but yeah. So yeah, Stranger Things too. You know. Uh, <laughs> but the band, the music, um, is a band out of uh, Texas. That did the unbelievable music for Stranger Things, uh-huh. and uh, the C and the the soundtrack will be released soon. I was pretty blown away. They did a, a eighties synth, uh, yeah. but it didn't feel like an eighties hokey no, 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 B no. movie. Yeah. yeah, 
Um, and I don't know if that's because I was trying to figure this one out, uh, me as a filmmaker analyzing things. Is it because the visuals are very – they're of high quality. They're of modern day yeah. looks. Uh, like, even though the sets yeah, – like you, everything you, you watch 80, Super 8 right. and it has a dated look to it, but it's made with modern equipment. Right. So it feels like a brand new movie. But uh, and and Stranger Things is is very much that way. But then they went ahead and they used this throwback soundtrack, uh, both original score and the songs that were used in the in the show. Yeah. And I was like, God, why doesn't this like I get this surreal feel that it's 1983. Yeah. But I don't feel like I'm watching something that was made in 1983. Right. Yeah. And the synth that they use is is very yeah. It's 80s an unbelievable band. I mean, it's and, it's so they're so freaking good. Um, so yeah, the music was just, you know, uh, I, I can't there. imagine that meeting. Well, it's Netflix, so it's a little easier, but I just can't imagine that meeting of just going, yeah. And we're going to use 80 synth to score it. Yeah. And, and someone, there was probably an executive who was just like, well, whatever it's music, we can change it out. So yeah. let them try and yeah. then we'll just change. Cause that's not going to work. Absolutely. Um, I was, I was still kind of shocked at the, the budget for the music that they did, you know, throw in there. What are they spent? I don't know what they spent. Well, those are big songs. I mean, those are, you know, those, oh. you know, none of that's free. I mean, it's, you know, that was some, you know, I mean, we know a writer's a name, so, I mean, nobody else really Yeah, but they didn't name. use anything like, they didn't, I don't think they used, there but wasn't a single Michael big, Jackson or, or Madonna big, song. Okay. Yeah, those were big Rolling fucking Stones. songs. Guardian of the Galaxy, them. you know, like those songs, that was a $15 million soundtrack. Yeah, I could see that, but that was a two hundred million dollar movie. So yeah, but no, no, but it was deal. a fifteen million dollar. That was a fifteen. They they spent fifteen million dollars on those songs. So like, this is a TV show that nobody knew about. Like, this was like top secret basically because it was just out of boom. Stranger Things is on, right? You know, and those were some big songs. And some yeah, big it absolutely posters, came out. You know, of big eighties. The, the whole feel of it was eight. You know, was nineteen eighty two, nineteen eighty three. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can't wait for the soundtrack. That I mean, that that music was just phenomenal. Like I love, like that's the kind of stuff that I love though. I love Go- the band Goblin and uh, John Carpenter. Uh, you know that that I love the eighties and the seventies. Um, really weird, yeah, I the weird shit. Oh yeah, our listeners, I don't think oh, have clued in on that. Yeah, so uh, no, not the movies, but I'm talking the music too. I'm like the the music that goes into the movies. Um, I like that almost more than most of the movies. So right. But like you see any Dario Argento movie, you know, or a lot of the Italian um, or the European, you know, tra- you know, trash. Um, the music is usually better than the movie or whatever, and that's you know that's how it kind of worked, you know. But no, I'm all about the soundtracks, and that's what I do. I mean, that's I think that's a major reason why I got into uh, you know thinking about selling this stuff, only because it's I mean it's so fucking hard to find. They don't make many copies. A lot of these soundtracks that I have, you know, you. Or, you know, they don't, they're limited. What, like, what do gone. you, what do you sell the most of? What's your main drive in sales at? Uh, uh the stuff that I'm really, that I push personally are soundtracks. Uh huh. You know, only because it's just like, it's some weird movie that they and made. Deborah like, pushes her art. Yeah. Um, they, what, and the jewelry. I mean, she got a lot. She, what she's sells really into more? The uh, she, she sold a shitload of the jewelry, which is really cool. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, a lot of them. Is like, this jewelry that she makes or is this, uh, jewelry? No, 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 just like stuff that, uh, Pieces that she finds. Yeah, you then, just you find and you know you just throw out there. You're just like, oh, this is a pretty cool. Right. Like the movie Predator. It's like, oh, this is a pretty cool thing. It reminds you of Predator. You know, put a nice chain on it, and then you'll probably sell it. And you're like, yeah, what the fuck? Then you like look online. Oh, okay, and, yeah, I've seen those pieces where she kind of assembles like, something but together. It, yeah. 
some of this stuff, it's like it's easily accessible, and a lot of it, you're just like, I don't even know where to get this stuff. You know, right. there aren't too many stores like Hot Topic. Those kind of stores don't sell this kind of jewelry. So conventions, or you have to just go online if you're thinking about finding some kind of cool jewelry piece. Right. Um, so that's what she kind of did on her end, is just making original uh dioramas and doing some fucked up things to barbie you know barbie toys and and ken and um doing some really sick and twisted funny funky shit to them and then it was just like well what about jewelry too because when you go there's a lot of jewelry at these conventions um and then some some of them are are really cheap like you're like oh i'm just gonna wear this once because you know it's gonna fall apart or it's either handmade or something you know you're like wow that's like a 50 dollar fucking necklace it's like why not find something in between why not find you know and she, that's what she's been doing. Is um, Before we started recording, you were telling yeah. me about uh, your coyotes in your backyard. And yeah. You oh, back animals, up to yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, a wilderness, mountainous area yes. or whatever where there's a lot of birds and stuff. Did uh, did the fire come any? No, the fire, uh, I'm not the fire sure. was more sure like on Candy Countryside. It's okay. about, about 15, 20 minutes away. Oh, yeah. But you're, oh, so you're further back on. Uh, we're on like, uh, I'm like five minutes from Magic Mountain. So like the, oh okay the, like the yeah you were on the way other side yeah on like the, the other side. what about the smoke did you get a lot of oh yeah a lot of smoke a lot of ash there was like oh, you got a lot yeah, of ash? oh yeah my car is black anyway but yeah I mean a couple of days he got he came out and you know there yeah was... the winds we didn't get here at, it, at it, our yeah. house we didn't get much it was uh, really ash it was really bizarre the, the wind was yeah it was really bizarre because like there's some people down here that saw it or whatever but didn't smell it you know like whatever and then it's like I have friends in like in Orange County and they got fucking they got the smoke smell. And that's like forty miles away, but that's where the the wind was going. It was going towards Pasadena, yeah. and just like kept going that way. So it was just like it kind of like so this fire hit. This fire started uh, about uh, two o'clock on Friday, July twenty second. Yeah, and uh, off the fourteen freeway for our international and global north north of Los Angeles, <laughs> north of Los Angeles, and uh, spread quickly into oh, twenty. I think it's now thirty thousand acres. Fuck. Unbelievable. Um, but that night it had traveled uh, about 10 miles over into uh, the uh, wildlife way station where Deanna works, Little Tonga. Um, so, I mean, just, you know, for perspective, it started at 2 o'clock by 10 or for whatever, 10 o'clock at that, that night. So that's six hours? Yeah, no, eight, eight, hours. Out, eight, eight hours. Eight or nine hours. Eight yeah. hours later, it traveled 10 miles. So it was traveling it was a moving. mile an hour. Yeah. Um, and uh, it had made it over to the way station, uh, which then Deanna got called in and uh, had to evacuate. Uh, well, started the evacuation process on nearly 400 animals up there. Uh, she had gotten up. So Friday morning, she wakes up like 6 o'clock and goes to work at the way station, leaves there at 4 o'clock and is told, oh, you know, be on call. And then at 1030, she's, you know, she back up there. And, uh, and I went with her, um, and yeah, there was ash just coming down everywhere. Oh, yeah. the sky, like above you, the, the, um, smoke had, you know, filled the sky. So it just looked like clouds. And then the fire was blazing so much that it, they were glowing. So it was just these red clouds. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it was, it was, you know, it was a pretty frightening, exciting event. Um, I made a video that's available on my YouTube channel. Uh, where you can see what happens, but she was awake for forty hours, a little over forty hours straight. Um, just they went to work creating up these, and these. When I say animals, I'm talking about lions and tigers and bears and 
big animals yeah. and not just, you know, big, but um, vicious, you know, right. powerful. That's what the yeah. word that they use. Powerful animals. Chimpanzees. But like, it's not an animal like one person. You know, it's not like a horse. You know, yeah, you it's just not a horse. A and, <laughs> you just, and you walk like a the horse, horse into a car um, where it's, you know, the horse might freak out about like, the weather. There's 800 pound bears yeah. and tigers. And, you know, there's it's just a ton of challenges because, um, you know, these animals they're frightened. There's helicopters that's above that's scaring them. Yeah. There's fire looming. There's smoke. They know right. something's going on. They also know that all of their you know personnel that's usually surrounding them are frantically moving around. So you do your best to try and get these animals transferred into cages to then you know be put on trucks and brought away from the fire. And you try to do this without sedating the animal. If you can, yeah. you know, put the transfer cage up to their enclosure and then get them in it. But you know they don't want to cooperate. No. They don't. You're throwing meat and stuff in that yeah. transfer cage, and they're just like, "Fuck you!" Yeah. Um, and they're you know they're also panicked. And so some of the animals are uh, the trainers. Trainers try to work with as many animals as possible up there, and they walk them. You know they walk they walk tigers on chains, and the purpose of this is because you know some of the animals the trainer could go in and put the chain on them and walk them out of their enclosure and walk them into their, right. the transfer cage. Um, but some animals didn't cooperate. They didn't want to get in the transfer cage. So especially with all the chaos, like you're saying, with it's, all the it's, chaos, it's not like an it's easy just, yeah, it's just car insane. drive up and, uh, so them. you, you take, you got to take them back and then, and it's such a long process because you're like, Put the cage next to their thing. Will they get in it? No. Okay. Let's see if we can walk them in it. No. Okay. Walk them back. Now you have to dart them. And then you dart them. You, you got to watch them and you got to spend the next 15, 20 minutes waiting for them to go down. And if you, if you darted like five animals, you wouldn't be able to watch them. And if two of them started crashing at the same time, you wouldn't be able to, you know, right. uh, do triage to, you know, bring them back to life. So it's a one animal at a time kind of yeah. situation. And so then you wait Plus for the you animal to go down. 30,000 fucking acres, like 10, yeah. 10, 10 feet from you. Yeah. So, you know, it's like that didn't help. And then once the animal goes down, then you got to get a team of people in there to get them on a stretcher and lift this, you know, four to 800 pound animal to get them in the cage. And then that cage has got to go on a truck and it's, and now start, now it's on the back of a truck. Great. Now starts the process of the next animal. Yeah. So the truck can hold five animals, but, if each animal takes, you know, 30 minutes to get on the yep. truck, that truck is sitting there for two and a half hours yeah. just, you know, waiting to get loaded. Um, and so, like you said, this fire just in two and a half hours moved through. It was a you know, mile an miles. hour. It was, it was so, yeah. insane. So I went up there with her. Um, I didn't uh, – I wasn't as awake as long as she was. And her adrenaline was going. So she was just constantly at it. Um, there was a point where I was able to nap in the truck because I can – I mean – I'm not an animal professional. Right. Uh, they can trust me to move animals right. and they can trust me to execute a task. But, you know, I'm not fucking monitoring anything, nor no. am I like anywhere near an animal when it's, you know, off out of its cage. So uh, there was a point where I was able to lie down in the truck or put the seat back. And I think I dozed off, but I'm not. A, I don't know. <laughs> I, there was, I don't know how for how long. Um, but. Uh, you know, she was just at it nonstop with these animals and transferring them and moving them over. Uh, I took a lot of video, which is why the video is up on our, on our YouTube channel, but, um, uh, which you can find, I guess, at, uh, 
littlebrownbug.com. That'll take you to the video. <laughs> littlebrownbug.com takes you directly to it. Uh, anyway, uh, there was this point. So we're up there. You know, when we first went up there, I mean, the fire is blazing. It's crazy. Ash has fallen everywhere. And ash never stopped, but it was like it was just snowing. And then there was a point where the fire department thought that the way station was a goner yeah. and told us that we all had to evacuate. So at like 1230, we had to head down the hill for uh, two hours. And, uh, you know, as we waited down the hill, literally had no idea if the way station was just burning down. If You know, at that point, very few animals got out. It would be like 300 animals that would have just burned. Um, and, you know, it has just been catastrophic. So everybody down there at the bottom is worried and and there's nothing you can do. Yeah. There's just fucking nothing you can do. Um, you know, the, the, there's no garden hose. There's no, there's no, no there's just nothing. Yeah. And I mean, you can't like run up there and grab the tiger and run out with it in your arms. It, it's so helpless. Yeah. Um, and then that'd be a little too intense for me. It's cra- It was, yeah. it was crazy. And you're just kind of like everybody sitting around. I remember, um, when we left to head up there at 10, uh, we grabbed a box of uh, granola bars, um, anticipating that this is going to go on for a while. And, you know, might as well have something. Yeah. I mean, and when I say a box, I mean, it was a Costco box, like 80 granola bars <laughs> for, you know, people to eat. And, right. and it wasn't just for us. It was just like, you know, quickly grab and go. Um, and when, when the evacuation came down uh, and we had to leave the health center, uh, Rebecca, who is the head veterinarian, is you know yelling at people and charging them. We got to go. We got to go. And I paused for a moment and I grabbed the box of granola bars. Right. And I and I know she saw me. And I know in that moment she must be thinking, "Why is he saving the granola bars?" Right. But I had nothing in my hands, right. and I was just like, "People might be hungry." And I, you know, I grabbed the right. granola bars and I took them down. So we're down there at the bottom of the hill. And you can just feel the tension. Oh, you God. just feel like people are this is looming. It was insane. It's just like I mean, the ash is coming down. You can see the glow. People are and these people work with these animals every day. They love these animals. They're just I mean, these are their pets. But it's at work. I mean, there's protective contact, and no, it's not their pet tiger. Right. But they spend every day with this tiger. This is their babies. These yeah. are their pets, and they're worried about that. So, in the as this is going on, in the middle of it, I'm like. I saved the granola bars. <laughs> you know, you try to bring some light to it. Yeah. People found it amusing. And I started passing out granola bars. Um, but two hours later, we headed back up there. Deanna went back to work uh, evacuating the animals. I stayed up toward the office and uh, because the fire department would only let essential people right. down to the bottom. Non-essential were stuck at, at the office, which is fine. I don't, like I say, I mean, there's only so much I can do. They want me to drive a truck, no problem, but... Yeah, I can't load yeah. up a tiger. Um, and I, so I sat there with some other office personnel. And at this point, the wind had shifted. It had died down and it shifted slightly backwards, which was fantastic for the mm-hmm. way station. Um, but it's three o'clock in the morning and there was just this incredible stillness. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we sat there looking up at these hills that were ablaze, knowing that. Up on those hills, there's firefighters that are, you know, in the trenches. Like, it's chaos. It's yeah. madness happening up there. Like, animals are fleeing, rabbits and coyotes, oh, yeah. and everything under the sun is running from this fire. And the, the heat is intense. Wood is crackling. Like, it is insane. But from our perspective, it's beautiful. Right, the right, right. The sky right. is glowing. Yeah. yeah. 
it's serene yeah. it's calm like it's the that point in the middle of the night where there's no noise mm-hmm. and it's just still yeah. and absolutely beautiful and you just get this sense that like hell is about to come you're right. you're watching this you beautiful moment right. right and you know that as soon as the sun comes out and heats up this hill that's becomes more fuel for the fire oh, yeah. Yeah. the winds shift and all hell breaks loose yeah and morning came and uh we were waiting for that to happen the winds thankfully did not flare up they did not shift the fire did not right. come back toward our way it just loomed there um it continued spreading by morning it was like at 11,000 acres and then by that evening it was at 20,000 acres and it's currently at 30,000 acres so I guess roughly every 24 hours it, it uh, went up like 10,000 yeah. acres. Um, but uh, they didn't, they never knew. You had no idea when the wind would flare up and it would shift. Right. So they were constantly for 24 hours just getting these animals out until Saturday at 9.30 at night, uh, the fire department called the evacuation off, that everything, you know, things were fine uh, and it was okay. You know? It was just crazy. I mean – could flare up things could change that's what happened six years ago with the station fire um the fire jumped the fire was jumping like mad and you you know you would think that you had a handle on it but an ember would travel three miles and then all of a sudden you know there's a massive flare-up and uh that was dubbed the station fire but during the time when the fire was erupting all over the whole fire wasn't called the station fire. It was like, there's another fire. There's yeah. another fire. There's, you know, fires are just all, happening everywhere and constant. Yeah. Um, and it, uh, uh, overall, when everything was said and done, it was all considered the station fire. But, um, so yeah, it was, uh, it was a pretty incredible time. It's pretty insane. Um, I know a lot of people might think, well, it's probably insanely stupid to have 400 animals out there in the middle of a forest, but, uh, where are you going to put yeah. 400 powerful animals? Yeah. Um, do you want them living on your street in exactly. the middle of the San Fernando Valley? No. Um, you know, things happen, mm-hmm. and sometimes an animal gets out. Do you want a tiger loose on your street in the you San seen, Fernando Valley? You've seen the YouTube this mm-hmm. week of the lady getting in a fight and then getting eaten. So I did not. You have not seen the video? No, I saw the headline. I usually don't watch. Uh, that's the, in it's, China. It was yeah, a Chinese was, park. A woman got out of her car, and a tiger mauled her to death. Yeah. Um, no, generally if I see, if the video is like, watch this dude get shot or watch this person die, I don't watch it. But the thing is, it's like, it's one of those kind of things where it's almost fake. It's almost like a CGI event. If Mm -hmm. you, if you watch it, because what they have found out, like what happened, what was going on or whatever, there was a fight with the couple. She gets out and like walks around to his side of the car, opens the door and you kind of sense like, oh, now that you know it's a fight, you understand the motion uh-huh. of her body language or whatever. Uh, okay. And then literally out of fucking nowhere, just poof, gone. She's like out of the little screen. And you're just like, what the fuck was that? And you watch it slower and you're like, dude, that was a big fucking cat, dude. That was crazy. And it was just like really bizarre. It just like right. it happened so fast. And you're just like, well, of course, that's how they... That's right, an animal, and these two people are yelling. That animal's on the prowl on the outside. Well, it's, it's like right there, and right? You're just like, and they're um, not paying attention no, to it. And no, it's under the cover, stupid. and, and as course, soon as it sees its moment, gone. Yeah, and it was so fast and so abrupt. That's what I mean by see, like it. Literally, if you watch it, it looks fake in today's technology, like right. what you've seen in movies and all this kind of shit. 
But then you watch it in slow mo, and like people, you know, you watch it, you know, every scene by scene, second by second, and you're like, dude, she was picked up off of her feet and gone in less than a second. So now you just think, do you want that animal? No, <laughs> like, you're just, yeah. like you're saying, do you want that animal possibly down the street from you? Not, not really. I would like to go visit it, but somewhere where professionals like your wife right. and other people are taking care of it, maybe twenty or thirty minutes away from you know society or you know but other people. Right. Um, so like that's the thing. That's why like where it's at is close enough. The way you know ways I those places. Yeah. Because there's a couple of them. Because like uh, in Fraser Park, you know, there was like the private. Actually, some of the animals went to Fraser Park. Yeah. <laughs> like the one in the Fraser Park, it's it's private. You can't really. It's not open to the public. But there's little cracks in the fences and the walls, and you can see that it's not a normal, typical animal shelter. You know, it's not a private animal shelter. Right. That's dogs and cats. It's like you like look through the fence, and a tiger walks by, and you're like, "Holy shit!" And a big ass yeah. fucking lion walks by. So, whoever that is, I forget who even owns it or if it's know. even still there. I, or, it, you know, the, uh, some of the way station animals were transported. Yeah, transported to but Fraser Park. You know, but those things um, were there because you know zoos and uh, thank God, you know, thank. The god gods, whoever is out there that's in tro- you know charge of um, stop- stopping circuses, you know Circus Vargas and all these companies, and but those animals have a they need a place to go, right? So like you know oh Circus Vargas is great because it's fun, blah, blah. and you're like no that's two hundred animals and now all of a sudden not too many people are going to see it and all that kind of stuff. Where are you going to put that elephant? You know you can't kill the elephant; you have to put it somewhere, and that's what these places are. You know so it's like right. if they didn't go to a zoo, if a zoo can't control it or help it or whatever. They'll go to other means and other sanctuaries. That's, that's yeah. you know, like a, that's the word I was looking for. Other sanctuaries, and uh, so so now begins the process of moving all these all animals the back. back, which is you know chaotic as well. Yeah, um, controlled chaos, yeah. but still, you just you know you you never know what's going on in the mind of that animal. You know, it's just like the animals even like, what the fuck are these humans doing? Like, right. What you know, what are they doing to us? And was uh, this a joke? Uh, you know, tons tons. This costs tons of money. Uh, in the you yeah. know transferring the and transportation yeah. and the drugs and the people and all of that that's involved in the way station you know needs money as it is anyway so uh, for our three listeners who are listening if you would like to donate go to wildlifewaystation.org uh, or if you just want to you know take a look at more and definitely it, spread, definitely spread the word on the internet you know get some social media because there's a bunch of these kind of places out there so if you you know if you're not in yeah LA, i mean as you're you not saying, in la there's there's other places like this that as you were saying about the circus is you know animals are used in movies and when that animal is uh no longer useful it needs some place to go yeah. and, and you know animals are used in uh, circuses and as they close to close down it needs a place to go um, people are dumb enough to make animals their, you know, make a tiger their pet. And when it's too powerful, it needs a place to go. Um, and that's exactly what this is. And these animals, um, I have a, a lot of, uh, I'm very annoyed when I walk Hollywood Boulevard and I see homeless people. Um, because they have the means to take care of themselves. Well, some do. Um, even the ones that are, you know, so-called crazy. I, I mean, we could, I could go on a rant on this for a while, and I don't really want to. But well, unfortunately, those the places point are is, is down. these animals 
uh, ended up where they are by no fault of their oh, own. Oh, no, no, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah. nothing right. they can do, and they just can't be sent back to the wild. You can't take an elephant no. who's been fed by people and cared for and It'd just send it back to yeah. Africa or Asia. Um, you can't do it with a cat. Um, you know, I mean, just think about a coyote that has come in for rehab to the way station, has uh, been taken care of and gotten used to humans. If they sent that coyote back out, what's it going to do? It's going to walk up to your kids because it's used to people. And how terrified are you going to be when a coyote walks up to your kids? I mean, that's just a little you know, wild dog. Yep. So yeah. it's the nature of, you know. That's nature. I mean, <laughs> it would be wonderful if, uh, you know, we didn't use animals in movies and we didn't use them in circuses and people didn't have them as pets and all of that. You know, that would be absolutely wonderful. It'd be wonderful if people didn't use electricity and turn on their air conditioners <laughs> and people didn't drive cars. And, Fuck you know, cars. I'm not I'm not preaching like, you know, animals. We use animals in movies. I'm not preaching that that shouldn't be. It's just a fact of life. Yeah. Like air conditioning, driving your car is a fact of life. Yeah. You know, these animals are but the a dog, part the, of our life and they need a place to go at some point. But and that's what the, the monkey is. that was on Friends will have to have a place to go eventually. Right. And that's just a little And you're just guy. like, oh, that's a cute little monkey and everything. Right. And they use like three or four for one TV show. But guess what? They grow up or the show gets canceled or, you know, doesn't get picked yeah. up. Now you have three or four monkeys sitting around. Fuck, what do you do with them? Right. You know, it's like they have to go somewhere. They have to go somewhere. They, <laughs> they have, have to, to do to something. Eat. You know, they're not uh, being in the movies their entire, you know, monkey life. People have, uh, you know, the whole Blackfish thing and uh, SeaWorld. Uh, people have been advocating to close down SeaWorld. And it's like, that's fantastic. Where what are you going to do with all those millions yeah, and millions? What do you do of, with a killer whale that's used yeah. to being hand fed? Yeah. Where, where do you, you think you just let that go in the water and yeah. it just reassimilates and all is fine? Not even a day. It would be gone. Like, so you're killing it. I mean, it's so absurd. And uh, SeaWorld's answered the call and made commitments to uh, changing, you know, certain, uh, yeah. yeah uh, apparently, when sh- the current Shamus die, there's no replacements. Right. Yeah. They, they go away. And frankly, that's fine to me. I mean, Shamu has been a figurehead yeah. for SeaWorld. But everybody who I know who goes to SeaWorld walks away going, the dolphins were awesome, the sea lions were awesome. <laughs> like, those are the two shows, right. and SeaWorld in particular, Pets Rule is pretty awesome. But even as a kid... The sea lions were all sea lions and the dolphins so were fun. always the most so entertaining. Fun. You yeah. you saw the uh, killer whale because that's the logo of SeaWorld. Right. But you know you change that logo to a dolphin, and pe- kids are just going to be just yeah. as happy to see dolphins. And there's Which never will eventually happen. There's never going to be a point where like injured dolphins. I, I was just at the zoo. Uh, some friends were in town, and we took them. Deanna works at the zoo, and we took them to the zoo, and we were looking at. Uh, uh, the sea lions, sea lions, seals. Uh, I'm really same bad at this. Yeah, to me, it's the same thing. Deanna will kill me. <laughs> I think it's a sea lion. No, they're seals. The seals, they are seals. Uh, we went over and we saw the seals, and um, the trainer had told us uh, there was a um, their male here at the uh, Los Angeles Zoo is blind, and he washed ashore in New Jersey, and uh, just washed ashore right. and. Um, the animal care workers in New Jersey did what they could for him, you know, got him to health and knew that the LA zoo previously had had experience Mm. dealing with blind seals because in the past we had had them here. 
So uh, the he got sent from New Jersey here to L.A. and, you know, has become he's got uh, two women that he lives with and he's become their, you know, part of their uh, whatever their colony, their family. Um, and he's blind and, and they take care of him. So there will never be a shortage of dolphins and seals and sea lions that wash oh, yeah. ashore. And then they need to be worked with because, as I just explained, with yeah. what happens at the way station. Um, yeah, I mean. They work with these animals like the seals in particular uh, regularly to get them uh, up onto their uh, decks so they can ultrasound them and make sure that they're healthy. And uh, they do this on a regular basis. So when something does go wrong with the animals, they know immediately and they can keep the animals healthy. Uh, If you didn't do this, then you would visit a zoo and you would be go, why is that animal dying? We don't know. We can't touch it. So hopefully we're crossing our fingers. No, you you need to take care of them. So, uh, so hopefully SeaWorld, um, you know, I, I guess the killer whales will go away and maybe that'll make some people happy and hopefully they'll continue with uh, the dolphins and the sea lions. And that's what people will remember anyway. Yeah. But like uh, the dolphins, like it just, it always fascinated me, like what they, you know, what they do with them and everything. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, like, I, I just amazing. Remember, like the second you say that, it's like what you know, Stranger Things. Go back to like the eighties. Like I vividly remember being a kid going to the San Diego Zoo like the first time, mm-hmm. and I ran to the dolphins. I didn't run to Shamu, or you know the sea lion, or, you know whatever like the shows were. I was just like, "Where's the dolphins? I'm going to that first. And I think I saw that show like four times that day. You know, they're just like they fascinate me. They crack me up. Yeah, I can watch them all day. Yeah, they're awesome. and, and I love seals. Sea lions are one thing. Sea lions are whatever, but like seals and dolphins. Well, sea lions are the ones that uh, uh, they, they that are part show. of that show. Yeah, they that, put on a that good comedic show. Yeah. There's a funny show that they They're do. They're funny. But like yeah. seals and dolphins just crack me up, and you just sit there and you just watch them. And then you're like, I've been here for nine hours. I can't believe this shit. Yeah. Like that's why it's like sometimes I, I go to the beach just like to chill out or whatever. People uh-huh. don't, you know, like people don't think that, you know, whatever. Uh, I would be like the, the beach type or something. Um I don't go in the water or anything. I just like I'll go to like a weird part of the coast where there's not that many people around, and usually animals are around, and you're just gonna sit there and watch them, and it's just it's fucking hilarious. And then you literally five hours gone. It's like a YouTube thing. It's like literally like I can't believe I've been here for five hours. <laughs> you know, it's like but they're seals. I can waste so. five hours at the beach or on YouTube. Yeah, and but if I bring like, my it's, phone it's, to the beach, I'm fucked. <laughs> no, no, I don't bring phones or anything. But yeah. watch YouTube at the beach. Yeah, so. All righty. Anything else? Any last words? Uh, no. No? I don't think so. So your Long Beach Convention Center for? Two days, three days, whatever. It's yeah. It's going to be crazy. What's fun. it called? Midsummer Scream. And Midsummerscream.org or .com. One of those. And your, your, your booth. And what's, what's your website? I'm uh, booth uh, 328. Play, oh. You play, it your... play it by fear. Play it by com, right? That's us. Uh, and uh, yeah. So but... if, you're, if you're into like uh, horror sci-fi related uh, things and you have um, an attachment or a hatred towards Barbie dolls um, yeah that's our main like bread and butter of like what we do to them so right now we have a Carrie we have a couple from Carrie and we have a couple from Saw the movie Saw um, she does some fucked up things to the Barbies and yeah a lot of people like them a lot of people have already purchased some so her art is in people's I think homes I, and businesses I think I got rid of this but um where was I? I I was somewhere and uh, probably ten years ago, and I came across Mattel Barbie package, and it was Barbie lingerie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got some really weird. Okay, this is yeah. the only time I've ever seen. Oh, I've yeah. never searched the Barbie aisle. I don't know if I was I was somewhere, but I I 
it was one of those things where I passed by it and I thought that's funny. And I would like walked around the store and I continued shopping and I came back to it and I looked at it and I walked away and then I looked at it and it was $4 and I bought it and I brought it home and it like in my office here, there's some knickknacks that are around and it sat out and I thought I, 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 sometimes I buy things that inspire me to write stuff. And I, this was such a weird thing. And I was just like, what, in what way? And it was kind of sexy lingerie. And I'm like, in where, what scenario do I want my little girl who's playing (laughs) with Darby, Barbie dressing it up in lingerie? And it, it was the fucking most bizarre thing. And I kept it. It sat in a drawer here. It stuck around for like years. I might, may have gotten rid of it. It might still be in a drawer somewhere here. Um, but that was probably the most horrific Barbie thing yeah. I've ever seen. Oh no! And uh, your very, girlfriend very makes some some bloody well, that, crazy that, that, Barbie that kind stuff. of stuff is very strange. Like she'll go, you know, she'll go online and like scour, you know, looking for things. That definitely clothing. Like she just made a Silent Hill. If you saw the movie Silent Hill with the uh-huh. nurse, she just made you know a Barbie into the nurse with the weird face and all that kind of stuff, and. It took her like a couple of hours to find like a nurse's outfit or whatever. But by going through that, it's who the fuck would put their Barbie in some of these clothes? Yeah, what blew me away like, and not just a lingerie, more was it wasn't weird, like uh, there's some weird some Chinese there. company right. that made it. Like it, it was, was a Mattel real. box. Yeah. Just so like, like you can just imagine like a seven, eight, nine year old girl coming home and like they have their girlfriends there. And like the mom or the older sister or the babysitter or whatever is like, oh, go play. And, you know, yeah. they put on, you know, they put on the stereo and they're going to do their own shit. And, you know, there's three or four little girls playing with Barbie. And then I mean, you come back in and, and Ken is naked and Barbie has lingerie on. And you're like, what the fuck, dude? They're right. eight. You know, it's like, why would you sell that product? Like what? Yeah. Like what was your process? Right. I mean, if the kid, you know, if the kid wants to get Ken naked or and or Barbie naked yeah. and the kid is exploring that world, fine. That's fine. But don't Fucking aid lingerie. it with lingerie. Yeah, lingerie. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah, it seems no, so. it's never. Let been, me yeah. give the child the tools yeah. to. Because uh, even some of the clothes, even like a lot of the clothes. You know, like this has been like the main, main fucking problem Barbie's had since day one. You know, because they're so fucking skinny, like they're not even human. Right. But it's like some of their clothing, like the nurse's outfit. You know, seriously, like the. I'll show you the picture. The nurse's outfit, like literally, goes. To the coot, like it's there's no, yeah, yeah. there's no skirt part, right? Yeah, yeah and you're right. just like that's the nurse's outfit. Yeah, so right there you're like, dressed like a horse. So basically, you're already telling that eight year old, right? In ten years, when you go to your Halloween party, you're going to be the whore because and when, you dress up your Barbie like a fucking whore. The, and the weirder part of it is Mattel like actively went after the Barbie twins for using the name Barbie. Yeah. They tried to put a stop to Aqua's song Barbie and who uh, and who Barbie runs Mattel girl and who runs the Barbie you know I don't the know world who, who runs a woman. So, oh. like, right there, that's, uh, that also tells you, like, what the hell is... It's not some pervy man or some guy thinking, oh, I'll just make some money off of this. It's like, no, it's a chick. Stole the idea from other people in Europe and mm-hmm. just, you know, brought it to this country. And you're like... And they put whore clothes on and lingerie. And you're like, this is just very, very... Some of this stuff is very strange. And then some of the stuff is just ugly, conservative. And that's the ones that, you know, Deborah really loves, you know, fucking with. Like, just rip those clothes up and make her into a zombie. So, like, there are, like, the zombie ones and, like, the dead body ones. And she's done some really, you know, kooky things with them. Like, you know, that just, you know, that's kind of, like, the fun thing. is like, you know, when you're when you're forced to do something as a child, you know, mm-hmm. you don't want to play with Barbie. Here it is 20, 30 years later. You know, fuck you, Mom. Thanks. Yeah. 
you know. I'm so gonna, these are the issues. Oh she's yeah, working there, out? there's there's a couple of them where it's just like, oh, this is a. I had this Barbie, so the hair's gone. <laughs> okay. And, you know, and oh, the arm is gone now, and she has a stump. And what is she going to do? Uh, and the foot is gone now, and there's a dog. You know, something eating it. You're like, oh, cool. Put that together. Put it on a post. Glue shit together, put some blood on it, and let's fucking sell I it. guess you only need to start worrying if she starts gouging out Ken's genitals. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I look over the... Yeah, there's there's no... Uh, there's nothing going on with Ken because we know... You look, what you look down and there's, you know... All, but, all of a sudden, there's a series of Ken dolls that are massively yeah, abused and yeah. genitals gone. And yeah, that's why... <laughs> day after day, you're just like... Um, we need to talk. Um, but but it's what's, what's funny is that she doesn't actually try to find the Ken dolls. She goes after the G.I. Joe dolls. Because the Ken dolls are so just wrong. Feminine. Like, not just feminine. Like, they're just wrong. There's like, they're, you know, not even sexual. Like, there's, like, nothing there. Right. It's not even really a male body. At least the G.I. Joe has, like, the muscle tone. You know, there's a Well, that was always the it. thing as a kid was the G.I. Joe, you were going to, you know, the G.I. Joe fucking shot Ken and started raping right. Barbie. Right. I mean, Did something was... to Barbie. Yeah. But right. you're just like, you look at some of the Kens that she have and you're like, what are you going to do with that? That's not even a male. Like, it's, like, right. not even, you know... uh, metro like right. it's not even like in that world where you're just like what do you do to it and you're like we got to find a ken and ken's gonna kill it i mean uh, we got to find a gi joe and gi joe is gonna kill right. it because there's nothing to, there's some weird shit and you just sit there and you're like whoever made this stuff they had massive issues themselves yeah like you said lingerie for eight-year-olds there you go all right uh so uh, play it by fear.com hey play it by fear and uh for uh visit littlebrownbug.com to uh make our your way to the youtube channel to see the wildlife waystation video if you're interested or go to wildlifewaystation.org to make a donation and re- and once again about that the donation or whatever this is something that i've been dealing with with like the sunshine kids or whatever there's organizations like this everywhere so like again if you're not from la or if you have friends somewhere you know try to find some local you know, zoos or local way stations, local sanctuaries. Trust me, they need your help, especially like animal shelters of any kind. Right. You have some extra food or you go to, you have a coupon for, you know, $5 off or something. Just go ahead and fucking buy it and take it to an animal shelter. Some dog will fucking love you. That yeah, you'll never was... even meet. You'll never even see the dog. But some of these people will love it. And, you know, you're it's 10 minutes out of your time or 10 minutes out of your day or whatever. There was a couple who yeah. pulled up at the way station uh, during the fire with a pickup truck that was filled with cases of water. Yeah. And they were just like they were just like we we know that we, we can't, can't help we, there's nothing right. that we can do but we brought you a bunch of water yeah um and i thought wow that is that is insanely amazing yeah. because uh you know they here's some people that are just like hey we don't have the ability to take care of these animals we don't really have you know the know-how or whatever we but we yeah we know that you guys yeah. are dying of thirst right yeah. now so it's pretty awesome so yeah there's a lot of sanctuaries a lot of places out there that you know definitely need uh your help unfortunately uh major disasters is always you know brings attention to these things but then that's sometimes it's a good thing so hopefully a local sanctuary might get 10 or 15 of you once or twice a year to bring some food bring some water right. bring some dog toys or cat toys or something what the fuck you know something out of your garage that you don't need anymore you know some tennis balls get it to some fucking animals cool so i'm vince roca martin bailey for more on the show visit getconvinced.com <laughs>